0: You know, if, if if you breathe, then you should care about climate. Mm-hmm. If, if you walk on this earth, you should care about climate. You, you like animals, you have a dog, you have a cat, you should probably care about climate. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, you have children who are breathing in the air, then you should care, care about the emissions, you know, that yeah. are, you know, that, that you, especially in Haiti.
1: the together podcast it's a conversation about faith justice and how to help change the world and i'm here with adam in person very exciting yeah. um for this summer summer series we're going to have a lot of adam me and adam chatting yeah. um that may mean that we we're in the same place at the same time for a we're day the recording. Same <laughs> yeah yeah rather than adam has just become elevated as the yeah. most special yeah. well, host uh, ever. you know I like to think you chose me for the reason for a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> See, okay, sorry, rest of the team. Adam is my favourite, <laughs> okay. but yeah, no, we're looking forward to this episode. So, in this episode, we'll be hearing from Mark Antoine, our Country Director of Haiti for Tear Fund. Mark is an international advocate for social justice and community development. He works on sustainable development, disaster response, and advocacy for those most vulnerable. He's also a church pastor, so I'm looking forward to seeing how the two come together as one. Welcome to the Together podcast. It's a conversation about faith, justice and how to help change the world. Um, but yeah, this is a conversation we are tier fund with Mark Antoine, which we're really excited about. Hi, Mark. Welcome.
0: How's it going?
1: Yeah, it's going good. Thank you. How good. are you doing?
0: Doing well. Happy to be in the UK.
1: Yeah, it's nice yeah, yeah. to have you as well. You. So Mark is our country director for Haiti and you do work on sustainable development, disaster response and mm-hmm. advocacy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, how about you tell me what you are up to?
0: Yeah, so um, I I lead the uh, Haiti program for Tear Fund, and uh, it's been a joy and a pleasure working um, in Haiti. I'm Haitian-American, so I was born in Haiti, but um, I grew up as an immigrant in the United States, um, and so it's just been an honor working back in my home country, trying to support vulnerable communities and vulnerable families. So, uh, yeah, we we work in Haiti, um, working uh, for Tear Fund working with churches, working with organizations there, addressing root causes of, of issues, mm. and so it's been a privilege over the past seven years now to be working working there.
1: Mm. And so have you been living in Haiti for seven years and working for Tier Fund, or yeah. you moved before and then joined
2: Tier
0: Fund? Yeah, before? so I, I, I moved to Haiti for Tier Fund, in a way. I, I got a, um internship mm. after grad school with Tier Fund in Haiti. That yeah. was kind of my, my segue into into the country. Yeah, so... My 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 work with cheer fun aligned with my move back to Haiti. Mm, yeah.
2: Cool.
1: So yeah, what's Haiti like for anyone who hasn't visited? What do you love about it?
0: Uh, at the moment, Haiti's. A bit wild. <laughs> yeah. Normally, Haiti is a beautiful place and, and a lot of fun, a lot to do. It's a Caribbean mm-hmm. island, and so the weather is always nice, un- yeah. unlike some places.
1: <laughs> we not, we're lacking that here.
2: <laughs>
0: no, but the weather's always nice. You know, beaches, blue water, it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Food is great. People are fun. It's, it's an awesome place to be. But unfortunately, it, it is um, a developing nation, historically impoverished country, mm-hmm. um, you know, the poorest country in the western hemisphere, taking into account, you know, um, different indexes of, of development, employment, things like that. Um, and at the moment, we're going through a really tough time. Um, last year, we, last year, our, our president was assassinated. Yeah. And just a month after that, there was a major earthquake in the southern peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, there's just been a lot of insecurity, violence, Kidnapping. So it's been a really tough time these past few years, politically, socially, for families. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what we're going through at the moment. And uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that is a lot. I was going to say, yeah, from like hurricanes to earthquakes yeah. to the climate crisis to the yes. violence, political stability, there's instability. There's a lot going on. Yeah. How do you think people respond to that? If it just feels like you're taking hits, like month by month. Yeah,
0: it's. um it's, it's been quite a challenge. You know, um, Haitian people have been through a lot mm-hmm. historically. Um, and uh, what it, to be honest, what it seems like people are just getting to the point where they're tired. Mm-hmm. You, Haitian people are known for being resilient, but even resilient people get tired. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, just talking to people, working in communities, visiting families, you can see the sense of fatigue, mm-hmm. you know, just from what's been going on and the constant hazards, the constant challenges that they have to face. Um, and so, yeah, we're praying, you know, for families, working with families. There's a lot of mental health issues yeah. because people just have to take hits after hits. Um, so it's been it's been a wild ride, but um, we're, we're working daily and we still have hope, you know, that things can change and turn yeah. around. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's
1: just so great what you're doing. I remember reading something about resilience where it's saying, like, it's unfair for us to applaud resilience yeah. when it's systemic injustice that people have to be resilient for. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's
1: not actually that they're, like, being strong, it's that they have no right. choice but to respond. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, so unfair that there can be so much injustice yeah. intersecting each other again and again. Yeah. So, so, what does that look like? You said that you're praying and you're visiting communities and stuff, but what, like, what would Tiffon be doing on the ground in Haiti?
0: Yeah, so we're doing a number of, we have a number of um, projects in, in focus areas um, in Haiti. Um, one of our biggest programs is um, our EES program. So EES is Environmental and Economic Sustainability. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do within that, um, one part within that is actually create green jobs. Um, one thing that we realize and really want to focus on um, is the development of enterprise mm-hmm. towards community development. The best way, um, some people may say the only way. To get people out of poverty is to create employment. Mm. If people can get work and get income, um, you know, th- that's a sustainable pathway, um, not just towards poverty alleviation, but the eradication of poverty for families. Mm. They need to work, they need income coming in. And so we've been working with a lot of young people, helping them to um, develop their ideas. Um, funding them, piloting mm-hmm. projects. Um, and so we, we did a one pilot with a couple young people in the metropolitan area of Port-au-Prince with recycling. And um, so now it's been going really well. And they have a waste collection service where they're collecting okay. waste from over 1,000 mm-hmm. families. And they're transforming that waste, organic waste into compost, plastic waste, into paving tiles. It's going really well. Um, so we want to create models like that that can be replicated Mm. in other parts of the country so that's one thing we're also doing a lot of disaster um preparedness haiti is prone to disasters Mm. over the past 20 years actually from 2000 to 2019 haiti's the third country most affected by climate change which means that we have had more droughts we have had more hurricanes and more, those hurricanes, not only they're more, more frequent, but they're more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, we also sit on three fault lines. So yeah. earthquakes come it's constantly. So yeah. so, yeah, our people are prone. entire island prone to disaster. So we do a lot of disaster preparation, preparedness work, and humanitarian response work. And the third thing that we do a lot of is SHGs, which are self-help groups helping families to save their money, um, putting them together in small groups, and then loaning that money out mm-hmm. to start small businesses. Um, so, yeah, um, we, we we are really proud of the work that we're doing. do a lot of work with young people, a lot of sexual, gender-based violence training, a lot of gender uh, equality, gender inclusion work, mm-hmm. child protection work, corruption work uh, around good governance. Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot. Yeah, um, it's a yeah. lot of work, but uh, we, we're really excited for the impact that we're beginning, beginning to see hmm. in communities throughout the country.
1: That's so important, just everything that you're doing. I mean, I know you said that it's been a while, Brian, there's so much injustice, but also yeah. like it's so great that you're covering so much justice in the work yeah. that you're doing. And when you said that like Haiti is the third most affected country for climate change... I think what I find really frustrating when talking to young people, like even just last week, um, we were doing this climate petition and someone walked past us saying like, oh, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And we were like, oh, we're just like talking about climate change and how it's like the greatest small supply of other injustices. Mm. like, this mm. is really important. This is God's heart. And he was like, oh, I don't really care about climate. and mm-hmm. just kept walking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess, yeah, just from you, like, what would you say to people who are just like, you know, I might care about other justice issues, but yeah. climate, that's not yeah. really for me. Because yeah. I think now we don't really have a choice to yeah. say that's not for us and yeah. it's not fair for us in the UK to not care about it when you guys are being affected, yeah. like in Haiti. Yeah. So yeah, well, like, give us a challenge.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, there are definitely times, even in, in places like Haiti, when we try to do um, environmental protection advocacy, we mm-hmm. find families, we find people who are saying environment is just fine, you know.
2: Yeah. And
0: unfortunately, people don't see, um, people don't often understand the impacts of something until it's detrimental and until you know it's destroying things. Mm. So what I usually try to tell people is, you know, if, if, if you breathe, then you should care about climate.
1: That's it too. If you drink yeah. water,
0: then you should care about climate. Mm. If if you walk on this earth, you should care about climate. You you like animals, you have a dog, you have a cat, you should probably care about climate. Mm. You know, you have children who are breathing in the air, then you should clear care about the emissions, you know, that yeah. are you know, that, that you especially in Haiti a lot of families, like I said with this young group of, of people who started a waste business, a lot of families burn their waste. It's because they don't have any other services. Mm. But when you burn your waste you're you're creating CO two, you know, yeah. carbon is going into the air from the plastic that you're burning, which is harmful to breathe in. Mm. And so you're burning that in your yard and then you're breathing it in. It's not good for your health. You throw your waste in the river and then you eat fish from that same river, you're eating plastic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and,
0: so, and so, you know, we, we don't see that it's a cycle, mm-hmm. that everything impacts everything. Um, and so when you you know break it down like that and you try to help people to understand, um, you know, that this is actually a, a big deal. Um, and, you know, when you have that, that evidence to back it up, people usually at least begin to think about it a bit a bit more. Mm-hmm. But there is quite a lot of work to do with education around. The environment and Changing
1: climate change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Mark is a big advocator for you. So, as he just said, if you breathe, you should care about yes. climate. Yes, you should. Amen. <laughs> Amen for that. <laughs> um, and also, I think something that is in the climate conversation from climate activists, especially young people that I've talked to who are engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the things they're pushing for is like a decolonial narrative when it comes to the climate crisis, and Haiti has like a very powerful history in terms of being part of the Haitian Revolution, late 18th century. Yeah, yeah, and just seeing like independence come. But I wanted to hear from you, like faith perspective as well. Like, what does this big jargon word decolonization, like, what does that actually mean, and how would you see it in practice?
0: Yeah, I think that's a very important word, very important term, and something that needs to be not just. Um, theorized but actually put into practice Mm. for me decolonization means that the stories that get told must get told from Mm. the people who have been excluded oppressed subjugated um for example the history of haiti most of it was written by the french Mm. it wasn't written by haitians Uh, the the our historical heritage it was written by the colonizer, mm-hmm. and so when you hear stories about our revolution, or when you hear stories about what happened, you know there's a lot of questions about who's writing it because everything mm-hmm. that's written comes also with understanding and perspective. Um, we were able to fight the French, and in 1804, we declared ourselves free nation, um, and helping a lot of other countries in, in um, Latin America. South America mm-hmm. get their independence um, but we want to be the ones who speak about
2: you yeah, know, our sure. history
0: mm-hmm. we want to be the ones who speak about what development looks like and a lot mm-hmm. of times development organizations they go into countries and say alright if you want to be developed this is what you do this is how your people should live this is a culture you should have mm-hmm. um, and that should come from the people not from, you know, uh, another people. And so decolonization really, to me, in just a few words, means the opportunity to speak up, the opportunity Mm -hmm. to have our voices heard. Um, It means, you know, other countries listening. It means the the decentralization of power of Mm -hmm. decisions. Um, And it means not just having a seat at the table, but having our own table. And mm. inviting others to come sit with us because mm, we yeah. don't want to always sit at someone else's table,
1: yeah, especially if you then can't actually right, make right. decisions there right
2: Yeah.
0: um you know having a seat at the table means I have to eat your food mm. <laughs> yeah, and we have our sure. own food that we like to eat yeah, so you know we others we invite them to come sit at our table, and so mm. for us, you know that's just you know using food as 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 a symbol, but you know it's 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 being able to to be the 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 authors. Of our own history mm. um and so I, I pray you know that we're able to do that and it's great to have organizations like tear fund who understand that mm. um and and are actively engaging um in in the development of that mm.
1: yeah thank you for sharing that and for that analogy yeah. that's like yeah i think that's really helpful to understand it that way mm. um and if i've got this right when i was researching about Haiti um, Haitians had to pay reparations to the French after mm. the revolution, yeah. which makes absolutely no sense that yeah. yeah. that could ever happen. Yeah. And I think in the like decolonizing conversation, reparations is important yeah. as well. Um, but I guess sometimes people give to charities like find mm-hmm. mm-hmm. out of sometimes a white savior mentality mm-hmm. of like, you know, we should be giving. I can still help. Yeah. But I think in more of like a reparations conversation, how yeah. would you see generosity yeah. in that sense?
0: Yeah, definitely. Look, we touched. You touched on on that. Um, that reparation, that money that we had to give back to the French, it really set us on a trajectory of poverty.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: when we did that, we did it because the French threatened to come back.
2: Yeah.
0: And, you know, you have a, a bunch of slaves who just defeated Napoleon's army.
1: Which was amazing. Which is an amazing yeah. feat
0: in and of itself. Yeah. There's no way that we can then fight again. Like, you know, yeah. And so the French could go back home, replenish troops. They have weapons, they have artillery, and, and, and you know, mm. come back. Um, and we said, all right, let's just pay these guys and, get, and just move on. But what it did is actually is we weren't able to pay for education. So, you know, schooling, just, just no school because, mm-hmm. you know, we had to give that money to the French. You know, there are other development things that we couldn't do because that money had to go. You know, to making sure that our people weren't attacked again. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't have education, when you don't have development, it just sets your country and yeah. your people up for, for poverty.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so a lot of what we're reaping today are, you know, those seeds that were planted back then. Um, for 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 us today, I think, you know, the the topic of reparations and the topic of giving is one that's very important. There's one that, I, a story, a biblical story that I, used to, I like to talk about mm-hmm. is Esther.
2: Yeah.
0: It's about privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, Esther was privileged to be with the king, privileged to have that access mm-hmm. where she could influence the decisions and the, the thoughts, the ideas of royalty mm-hmm. to the point where the king could issue a decree to either allow the, the, the death of a people or save the people. Um, And she understood her privilege. Mm. Her cousin, Mordecai, understood her privilege, which is why he says, Esther, you're in the palace for a reason. Use your privilege wisely. And I think for many of us in, um, you know, um, the Western world, the developed world, um, we have privilege and Mm. privilege isn't a bad thing. How we leverage that privilege is what's important. Mm. And what I tell, I tell young people all the time is use your privilege for good. Mm. We, I'm privileged. I was able to, my family was able to leave Haiti, and I was able to go to school in the United States, and we were able to live, you know, and and, and get an education. Um, and so I understood that privilege, and I said, okay, well, if I was able to do that, how can I then give back to my home country? Mm. Um, and I decided to move back and use my privilege Um to help contribute and I think many other people have privilege and you know the idea of giving what you have of sharing your resources of of giving back is one example of how to use our privilege mm-hmm. um to to fight against you know the the underdevelopment and the oppression of people all around the world
1: mm. yeah yeah thank you for sharing that I think as well people can be so worried about their privilege that mm-hmm. it leads to inaction. action yeah. and I think yeah I think for anyone listening like this conversation about generosity like use your financial privilege to support countries like Haiti and we're not saying that as like just donate to tear fund but actually we want to change like we want to see justice happen so yeah if you're listening you feel stirred to give I'm going to drop a link Mm -hmm. well I'm going to drop a link in the bio of the episode but yeah just because it's so unfair that people are facing injustice and if we have the power and the privilege to change Mm -hmm. like let's actually change that but another thing I love about um, the work that you're doing is you're working with the church to see holistic development Um, could you chat bit about like
0: what is again another kind of buzzword what is holistic development and how can the church like see that happen yeah um holistic development the way Tiff and you know would would see it is that people are um are not just physical people are not just spiritual people are you know a bunch of things put together and so we have emotional needs we have spiritual needs we have physical Mm -hmm. needs um we have social needs Politics impact that the climate impacts that, um, and so you know there's so many things that impact our humanity. When I woke up this morning, you know I prayed. Um, I was hungry, you know I, I needed to put clothes on. I needed water, you know, and so there's so many needs mm. there for me to be here right now. Um, so when we talk about holistic development in Haiti. We want to respond to the entire person. Mm. Um, When we see someone and, you know, we understand that it's not just, you know, uh, the food that they're lacking, you know, but they're probably also lacking community. Mm -hmm. Um, They're probably, you know, also also lacking, you know, spiritual needs. And and the church has a unique role to play Mm -hmm. where we understand that poverty is a result of sin Mm -hmm. and sin did not just impact our spiritual lives, you know, it didn't just impact our relationship with God spiritually, but it also impacted us physically. The The first reaction of Adam and Eve was to realize that they were naked physically yeah. and yeah. run and hide, you know, their physical impacts. And, you know, there were um, consequences um, of, of, of what would happen and what they would have to do and death, physical death and a lot of other things, mm-hmm. you know, relationships breaking down. And so, uh, you know, we, we, we want to respond to the entire Person, um, the whole person, and our development work goes towards that. We respond to the food needs, to mm. the you know um, physical needs, to the economic needs, to the spiritual needs, to the communal needs. Mm. Um, we try to identify where the breakdown of needs are.
1: As there needed to be like a mindset change mm-hmm. within the church when mm-hmm. you're working with them, or have you felt like as soon as you're working with them, they're on board and they get holistic development?
0: Yeah, there, there, there definitely has. Um been a need for that people innately understand that poverty um, uh you know is is about the lack of something mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the church, what we find that is a lot of people have an idea um that the gospel is just about life after death, yeah. And what we've had to tell them is that the good news is not just good news after you die. The good news is good news for now.
1: For now, yeah.
0: Um, Knowing that it will never be perfect because we live in a broken world. Mm. But it is good news for now. And this is why we see, you know, Jesus and his disciples going around responding to the needs of people. Mm. Now. Not mm-hmm. just waiting till they die, and so we we we've been going through that with churches, helping them to understand that the needs of the environment need to be responded to now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so that there there aren't floods when it rains. We don't have to wait to get to heaven to not be, have your house flooded. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Sure. So let's stop putting waste in the canal, mm-hmm. so that when it rains, it's not clogged, mm-hmm. so that your house isn't flooded, so that you know, babies don't get sick and that families aren't impacted that way. Mm -hmm. Let's stop burning waste so that your health isn't impacted. Um, Let's work towards peace building so that young people, you know, aren't in, you know, conflict with one another. Let's create jobs so that young people don't have to pick up guns and join gangs. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, now we contribute to peace and we contribute Mm. to development so that's what we've been trying to 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 do and you know um it's it's been a journey but it's 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 exciting work to see and we have seen a lot of transformation
1: Mm. that's so great and it also just makes jesus like vision in his kingdom even like far greater like i think a lot of christians already know it's good news but it's even more powerful that it's good news like, for now to see real change and restoration and for eternity. And I think the more as, like, Christians we grasp into that, that God wants to change things right now, I mean, the more also just non-Christians are going to want to, like, be part of it because we'll be living this, like, amazing, like, kingdom lifestyle in a broken earth and seeing change happen. So, yeah, yeah, I really love that you're pushing for that. Um, And then just kind of coming to, like, the end of our time, Mm -hmm. um, would you give any, like, practical suggestions to people listening, whether it's youth um, who yeah, want to engage in more of like a just life? Or what does it look like to always remember that we're going for a holistic lifestyle to yeah. see
0: change? Yeah, I mean, what I usually encourage, especially Christian youth to do, is to stay connected to the Word of God. Mm. You know, I thought you were
1: going to say that. You do seem like a man, if you word. We yeah. all should be, but it's <laughs> yeah. just flowing from yeah, I Yeah,
0: mean, I mean, that's fundamental. Because a lot of times we can be... Uh, influence is a question of proximity. Mm. Everything that you keep close to you influences you. Something cannot influence you if it's not close. You're influenced so, by what you uh, see. yeah. And everything you see it has to be close. Whether you see it physically or through your screen, it means mm. it's close. You hear what you hear influences you. That means you have to be in the vicinity of something to capture mm. that sound. Yeah, Touching something it has to be close. Everything that influences you is close to you. Mm. And so the closer you keep the word, the more influence it will have. Yeah. And the more we'll be drawn back. Because what I realize is that um, you know it's, it's tough to be a young Christian these days. Um, and I, I think a lot of it is because we've gone away from the Word. Mm-hmm. If we get back to the Gospels, we get back to seeing what Jesus was doing, the life that he was living, the life of the disciples. In the book of Acts, it says that the disciples were turning the world upside down.
2: Yeah,
0: Just by going out Amen. Proclaiming the gospel, mm-hmm. demonstrating the gospel. So I would say that's key. Um, you know, stay in the word, but also um, you know, have people around you that are like minded, people that can can strengthen you again about you know, this influence thing, people that can encourage you, mm-hmm. people, you know, who want to live the same kind of life you're living, people who are fighting for justice. So yeah, definitely, you know, keep people around you that are also on that trajectory.
1: Mm-hmm yeah awesome thank you for that um and i'd love for you to just pray for people who are listening um yeah i guess to just share some of your vision and just for them to be equipped um in a just lifestyle but before i do is there anything you want to share about your networks or how people can find out more about you or the work that you're doing
0: yeah um definitely pray for haiti keep keep haiti in your prayers and, and keep keep um our country and our people in your prayers um, but also on the Tier Fund website, on the uh, We Are Tier Fund YouTube channel, there's information about Haiti there. We have videos about the work that we do there. Mm. You can find um, our contact information email there. Um, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to be encouraged by you. Um, we have a lot of projects with young people. And so if anyone would like to contribute to that, please um, check out the Tear Fund website. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just to say, I think even if, um, you know, we don't, yeah, whether we want to commit to big charities and institutions, yes. like young people helping other young people is a really yes. powerful way to yeah. like have collective power and unity. So yeah, yeah if you're a young, people, young person listening, yes. like let's just keep supporting each other across the world and yeah. um, being the global church and global community.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but sure. yeah, Mark, if you could round us up in prayer, sure. that would be amazing.
0: Let's do it. Heavenly Father, we come before you, um, just really thankful for who you are. Thank you, thankful for your presence in our lives. Thankful, Lord, that um, you have given us breath um, and you have given us life. We lift up before you all of our listeners. Um, We lift up all these young people who are um, wanting to be engaged um, in this work of the kingdom, and we pray, Lord, that as you, the same way you prayed, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth Mm -hmm. as it is in heaven. We pray over their lives over the things that they may be going through, over their families, over their friends, their relationships. Um, We pray, Lord, that you will respond to every one of their needs, um, but that you would also show them um, their privilege and how that privilege can be used uh, for the advancement of your kingdom. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would inspire them, that your spirit would fill them, that you would connect them um, to your larger family across the globe I pray for the work of tear fund I pray that you would bless this organization as we continue to follow you where the need is greatest I pray for the communities and the families that we serve all around the world that you will respond to their needs that you would bless them that you would help countries um, respond to the needs of communities that poverty would not just be alleviated but that it would be eradicated um, we pray all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ amen
2: amen.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. I mean, yeah, I feel challenged to go back and see change um, and to challenge some friends and stuff and privilege and just to see that. Um, But yeah, just thank you so much for sharing about Haiti and just, yeah, for your story on that. It's been really powerful. Thank
0: you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: So that was our second in-person interview. It's very exciting. Adam was behind the camera recording and listening. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam, what did you think? Yeah, I just yeah, I was struck by how much I think Haiti's gone through mm. in such a short period, and like even in in our lifetime, a lot of people even
2: know Haiti because it's in the news. I think in our generation, at least, mm. from having natural disasters happen and things. So I think it's a like it's a it's a powerful example to use of places that are, are affected so badly by climate change and by mm. what we're doing to the planet here and in, in the rest of. richer countries and things so yeah yeah I thought it was really powerful and really yeah just how
1: much they've gone through and I think also it made me really think you have to include history in the conversation. Like you can't just look at Haiti now and be like, oh, they're a nation that are going through poverty and like it's really unfortunate that they're like between tectonic plates and like geographically in a bad position because it's like it's not just about where they are geographically. It's about like colonial powers who have like extracted resources and like pushed them back. You know, and I feel like often when we're hearing stuff in the news now, it's not bringing that like lens into it. So I think it was a real big challenge to actually get more clued up in history so that when we're talking about nations and injustice, we know why. So yeah, why it's happened. But and also the history that's written by Haitians, not written
2: by, yeah. uh, you know, other like white westerners about about Haitian yeah. things. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We wanted to let you know about two exciting things on the horizon for you as a member of the We Are Fund community. One is our Emerging Influencers Leadership Programme starts again in October. This is a six week programme where you can meet with like minded people who also want to pursue the biblical call for justice, whilst listening to amazing speakers and being mentored once a week. Your deadline to apply is before October the 10th. Also, another exciting opportunity is that from September 2022, which is now, We Are Tear Fund is launching our new fundraising campaign, Dare to Journey. We challenge you to take a daring journey to raise support and awareness of the distance refugees travel to flee their contexts. We believe a better world is possible for everyone and that we can end extreme poverty together. Why don't you go to the link on our website, wearetearfund.org forward slash dare and sign up now. We would love for you to get involved in anything that we have going on.